Hey guys, Avery Carl from the Short Term Shop here. I wanted to welcome you into our 10 episode deep dive on the Outer Banks and Carolina Beach, but also to let you know that we have some supplemental materials to this on our website for you guys. It's called the shorttermshop.com. And there we have a section where you can look at properties in these markets, see what the current purchase prices are. You can set it up to save a search for you and email you anytime a new property in those markets in your price range comes out. We also have the AirDNA data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA for this market. So you can use those two things to analyze. We've got a calculator for you there too, to help tie it all together. And if you guys are ready to maybe start talking to an agent in this market, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we will connect you to our expert agents in this market. Or maybe you're not ready to do that, but you just want to hang out with us more. And that's cool because we want to hang out with you too. And we have a Facebook community where you can do that. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth, same title as my book. And it's just a community of 60,000 of our closest friends who are sharing best practices and just kind of hanging out with other real estate investors. So it's pretty cool. And we hope to see you over there. And last but not least, if you have questions, you want to talk to a real person like myself, it will be myself actually and Luke. Uh, we have an open office hours every Thursday, and you can sign up for that at strquestions.com. And you can ask us any questions that you have about short-term rental investing. But now we'll get to the episode. Short-term show special episodes. We are on the, uh, the beaches of North Carolina, and we are having way too much fun uh, already. Uh, this is episode nine. We're going to talk about common occurrences, things that happen often as a landlord, as a property manager in the world of rental real estate um, and uh, and purchasing a property. But for the most part, day-to-day -day operations are going to be covered um, uh, as far as uh, what we run into on a, on a, on a daily basis, uh, a weekly annual basis. So let's go with bugs. What do we have to look out for as far as uh, dealing with exterminators? How often do they come? What type of bu bugs are uh, are common? Uh, Joe, I'll go to you just because you're on the top the top screen here. I love screen. it. Oh, bugs. Bugs are such a fun subject to jump into. So um, we have what we call palmetto bugs around here, and they are technically a roach, and they are massive, and they are scary, and they love to get inside your house. Yeah, they're huge, and they can fly. Um, so we're just gonna get all the bad stuff out of the way right now. And it, if you are not treating your property at least quarterly, you are going to have a guest run into them and they're probably going to find them the day after they treat just FYI, because they've gotten in the house and now they're trapped and now they're going to get out. It's just, you got to be prepared for it. And so get quarterly treatments all the time and just go ahead and build that relationship with a great inspector, like bug pest control company. Huge. Yep. I uh, agree there. Uh, any other kind of bugs? We don't probably don't have um, uh, like carpenter bees or anything. What about termites? Uh, do we ever run into that? Uh, uh, Meg, what, what do you have for me? Yeah. So we, you know, a lot of the the houses, properties here are built on pilings. And so you so will see a lot of wood and there are ways to kind of combat that. You know, you don't want to have grasses um, growing right up against or, or any organic material really up against your pilings um, at all. But um, again, treatment, um, you're going to want to get go ahead and you're going to want to get your like Joe said, get your yard treated. You're going to want to have, you know, a, a, an account with a, a pest program and um, have that on your on your 
regular. Mosquitoes? Do we treat for mosquitoes? There are yeah. subdivisions here um, that they're prevalent. And some of the subdivisions within the HOA, they actually do pay for companies to come through and spray. Um, and it's it does make a noticeable difference. It's it's really, really nice to have. We also have what are called midges here. So especially in the summertime, spring, and actually, I don't know about the fall, um, but they love the light. So if you've got guests that are leaving the doors open and the lights on at night, you, you will have hundreds of these things. And they'll die overnight and your floor and your windowsills will be covered with them. Um, they're not... They're not intrusive or or bothersome, but they're you know just I mean you've got bugs. They're these little flying things. Calvin, you're you, you're nodding your head. Yeah, uh, we have to treat for mosquitoes pretty regularly just because we're on a canal, so they like to sit back there in, in the uh, in the bushes. So uh, we have actually a separate guy comes out for mosquitoes because a lot of the pest control folks uh, in the area don't cover for mosquitoes as well. Uh, so we do that uh, ten applications every three weeks for. Um, you know, throughout the summer. Um, yeah, it, it, everything's pretty affordable, I'd say. Uh, I don't know what you guys' experiences are, but, you know, it's it's not too bad to to pay for pest control and, and then really just get upstream of that problem. Well, worth upstream, every baby. penny. <laughs> just do it. It's worth it. <laughs> and while Those we're at it, are- oh, sorry. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and introduce Calvin. I, we totally yeah, skipped sorry. over that entire process. That's my fault. Uh, Calvin is a short-term shopper. He's p- purchased two homes with the uh, shop. Calvin, where do you live? I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Born All right, and raised. And where, uh, born and raised. Wonderful. And where uh, where is your home uh, in North Carolina? It's in Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina. So it is uh, just south of where Joe's at, Carolina Beach, and pretty far south of where Meg's at. Okay, wonderful. Uh, how big is it? Uh, it's uh, about seventeen hundred square feet, five bedrooms. Um, so oh. not much wasted uh, space in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got a little sleep sleep on the beach machine. I love it. Cool, man. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, and I'll give you this one. I'm going to give you this one, man. You are a repeat offender for uh, 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 Management Monday. Uh, Calvin has been uh, to Management Monday twice over the period of a year, which is, a, of course, a class that we teach here at the Short-Term Shop in the Education Department. We would love to have you come. It is free if you are a Short-Term Shop client. So if you buy a house with the lovely Meg or the lovely Joe, uh, you come hang party with me every Monday, and it's a good time. Anyway, so uh, plug, 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 plug. Calvin, what do you do when a guest shows up to a dirty house? So admittedly, this has happened to me a couple of times. Uh, after the first first one I bought, it has not happened on the second one. Um, and, and usually it's a communication issue between you and your cleaner. Uh, and it's it's one of the worst things you can have happen. Um, yeah. You know, the guest, the guest sees all these photos. It's a beautiful house. And then they come in and, you know, it's still dirty. Uh, so in my experience, it's been all hands on deck and, you know, you call the cleaner, you get somebody over there to as quickly as possible. Um, and typically I'll, I'll send the guest out, uh, say, you know, go to dinner on me. Um, I'll, I'll cover the cost of it. And, and by the time you get back, uh, you'll, your house will be clean. Um, and then also usually I'll refund the cleaning fee as well, because, you know, they expect to show up, uh, to a clean house, uh, when they get there. Um, and, and most of the time guests are pretty, pretty reasonable about that. Uh, sometimes you might have some that are, that are sticklers, but, uh, I, I think generally people are pretty good at understanding uh, as long as you, you do your best to address the issue as, as quickly as possible. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, the student just became the master. I I'm, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. I'm going to the bar. I'm, I'm totally unnecessary. Great, great answer. Fantastic. 
Uh, along those same lines, Joe, what do you do when a guest complains mid-stay? I mean, this is a, this is a tough one because it's open to so many different interpretations, but uh, just get rock me through a couple of scenarios, maybe something that's happened to you recently when somebody was complaining. Yeah, no, and that's, again, such a wide spectrum of what happens. And typically what I found is that most of the time the guest just wants to be heard. And so um, responding quickly, um, being in touch with them. And um, a lot of times we'll even go to the point of someone sends us something, we'll just go ahead and give them a phone call. It's really like, hey, we're so sorry. What's going on that we're here for you. We understand. And um, we have so many guests that like have a problem. They speak with me or they speak with someone on my team and um, they're happy as can be. And they just keep on going their merry way. But um, complaints can range from I've got bed frames that have exploded because I didn't support them correctly all the way down to, hey, um, we're out of coffee or um, we used up a thousand rolls of paper towels because we provided a bunch. And for some reason, you wanted to have a massive cookout or something like that. And so um, it just depends on the individual. Um but just really trying to bend over and fight for those five-star reviews, uh, bend over backwards and make their stay as great as possible. And at least until you have a really big base of them built, like that's, that's how I like to operate is just every guest. It should be as if we don't have any reviews and we want them to have a five-star stay. Love it. Love it. Yeah. This, this is a very long conversation, to be honest. I mean, it could go any which way. Um, and again, we are referring, uh, to, if you're brand new, uh, to, to all of this, to managing it yourself on Airbnb and Verbo, uh, booking.com, et cetera, which can be done, can be done. All four of us do, all four of us do that. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't have to do that. You can use a property manager. That's cool too. But, uh, we, uh, we definitely prefer to cut the middleman out and that's what the short-term shop will, uh, will help you do. Um. What do we do about um, weather, et cetera, uh, as far as management is concerned? First of all, do we have hurricanes? How often are they? Uh, Joe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we get um, hurricanes regularly. <clears throat> if we're not going to get a hurricane, we're going to have a tropical storm typically at least every year. Um, we typically have a more major named storm, I'd say every, what, three to five years, guys. It's about right. Um, and there's just a whole slew of things to be prepared for. But the good thing to note is that when a hurricane's coming, you know it's coming. So you've got time to prepare. You can get all your furniture inside. You can get everything locked up if you're going to cover your windows and whatnot. It also depends on the severity of the storm. Um, I typically lean more on the, this is why I have insurance kind of realm. And so I don't do all the uh, crazy prep that a lot of people do. But a lot of people have like storm shutters installed on their properties and things like that as well. And so, yes, hurricanes are a big thing and just be prepared for that. And it's probably going to happen in September. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Now, do I get my guests out when that happens? How do I know when it's time to say, to tell the guests to say, A, don't show up or B, get out? I think it's really important, especially for um, owners who don't live locally that are managing from a state. You really need to be in touch with your um, beaches, emergency response, um, your, your your local folks, and and really follow their guidelines because there are um, evacuations for guests. There's there are different layers of when they're either going to evacuate um, or just even reporting on storms. You know, I think information is just really cute, critical. And again, this just kind of comes down to the, the communication that you're having with your guest, um, you know, before their visit, they're going to have questions for you. Um, you can mention there's a storm coming to be prepared for that. 
but I think really in providing the information also for your guests that they know how to contact and keep an eye on beyond the text alerts. Um, I give that to all of my guests, the, the, the way that they can connect just for the week. You can remove the app when you, you know, or, or discontinue when you leave the beach, but ha- have it on your phone so that you have to refer to my, my cancellation policy, uh, unless it's, unless it's getting to that point. Um, but you know, there's a fine line there. If it's, if it's to the point where it is going to be dangerous in any way, flights being canceled, that kind of thing, you know, it's, it's, uh, these people work really hard to save up the money to come on this vacation. That is one thing you got to understand. They're probably looking at the weather like, well, we can't go to the beach. This sucks. Maybe we should try and get out of this due to the hurricane, you know? Um, so it's, it's it is a fine line to walk. And I think it's going to be a case by case, um, scenario. You, you see a lot of times they want to cancel before nothing happens. You know, it might not even be happening, but they're worried that they won't get their suntan, you know, that kind of thing. Um, do you guys ever, uh, Calvin, do you ever offer money to guests for something that happened or if they, or I guess two parts there, somebody asks you for a discount, what do you do? Um, and then do you ever give money back due to some sort of incident? So I almost always say no to discounts. Um, you know, I, I set the prices. I, I try to be as fair as possible up front. Um, I, I've seen several people that do, you know, a senior or a military type discount. So, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, but a, as far as, uh, you know, guests asking for a refund during stay, uh, that's more of a case by case basis as well. Uh, so I'll give a recent example. Um, I had a guest show up and we had had a, a thunderstorm right before they showed up and uh, there was a power surge and, you know, it, it broke, broke my electric meter and took out a bunch of appliances. Um, and so I had to send an electrician in there to, to fix everything as soon as possible. Um, the guests elected to stay uh, at the property while that was done. And we got it done in, in less than a day. But, you know, for their inconvenience, for sending maintenance out and for not having, you know, some working appliances for the first you know day or two, I, you know, I asked them what would be fair for, for a refund. So, you know, while, while that wasn't necessarily my fault, uh, I try to put my myself in the guest shoes, um, what their expectations are when they show up versus, you know, uh, how how the stay is going. So, you know, a lot of people are will be discount hunting, but uh, so it's more of a case by case basis, I guess. Uh, all right, guys, tip your waitress. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, you know, and this guy's good. This guy's good. Now, that being said, uh, and uh, Calvin, you got to come on a short term rental management show, man. I'd love to have you. Um, uh, all this to be said, I do want to mention this. I feel like I mention this all the time and it's still not often enough. We love our guests. We love our guests. We love our guests. There's a hardworking Americans that work their ass off to save up enough money to take their family on a memory making vacation. And they chose our homes. Um, and that is by far number one, uh, the most important thing. That's the, the reason we are in this business. So we appreciate our, our guests. We love you. Thank you so much. Please don't be a pain in the, in the rear end. Uh, but, uh, all right, we're going to round Robin a couple of questions here, Joe, this one's for you. Nice, easy little, uh, layup for you. What do you do when your deadbolt has no batteries? Oh man. Well, hopefully you have good systems in place because I always have a lockbox mounted somewhere in the general vicinity, not right by the door so that they're not putting their code in there. But I've got a spare key inside that where if they can't get in the door um, and the batteries are dead, I've got a little lockbox hidden that they can put in a code, get the key. And if you're a real rock star, like our buddy Tim, um, you will have another lockbox inside the house with extra batteries and a QR code on exactly how to install them. But uh, I'm not, I'm not that level. 
I'm just not. I'm not sure. I love that idea, but I'm really not sure I want to take it that far. Uh, because why can't I just throw some batteries in a closet where nobody can find them, you know, hide them somewhere? Uh, I don't know, but I do love that idea because you know exactly where to find them. All right, Meg, what do I do if a guest complains that the pool is not clean enough? Yeah, gosh. So it's going to be subjective. You know, I am going to ask for photos, I want to see what they're seeing. Um, and one of the great things about working with short-term shop is you have agents like Joe down there in Carolina beach and Meg here on the outer banks. And, and we're going to provide you a list of, uh, contractors and vendors and, and specialists that you're going to have on your speed dial that you can call if there's an issue. Um, you're going to already have a relationship with these folks and they're going to come out and they're going to provide you some support. And, you know, as Joe mentioned earlier, sometimes people just want to be heard um, don't immediately like offer, don't start throwing money at them so that you can secure a five-star review. I mean, find, listen to them and see, how can I fix this? How can I help you? What can, what can I do to, to help with this situation? Start there. And then if you have to move up to that situation, but, um, yeah, having, having your team in place, um, that's going to be a really critical step when you're, when you're self-managing from a distance. Boom. hundred percent. Um, and again, back to Calvin's point, get upstream. I clean, I have my pool cleaner out twice a week. Why? Because everybody in else, else in the neighborhood does once a week. And I want, I want to be able to say that to my guests. Well, the truth is my, my pool is clean twice as much as everybody else's in the neighborhood. So if you don't like the way mine is, the other guy who you could have booked with is going to be twice as dirty, you know? Uh, now, do I actually say that? No, but you know, maybe in a nicer way than that. But uh, Calvin, Number one amenity that people are looking for in your market and or your house or what you've had success with? Uh, so admittedly, my house does not have some of the common amenities you'll see. Uh, so I think the, the biggest one is a pool that everybody looks for in the beach markets. Uh, mine has space for a pool, but I uh, just haven't uh, made enough money to, to, to uh, cut that check yet. Um, and another big one that's catching popularity is a putt putt course. So I'm, I'm planning to put a mini golf course in my backyard. Uh, so that, that should help a lot. Um, in general amenities at the beach markets kind of vary more widely than I'd say the, the Smokies. Um, you know, some people provide beach chairs, beach umbrellas, uh, yard games. Uh, some people even provide kayaks or other things like that. So, um, you know, I, I provide an umbrella and some beach chairs, but, uh, you know, it's all about evaluating what's going to you know, drive the rental revenue. Yeah. And you mentioned the Smokies because you do, you own there as well. Is that true? That's correct. Okay, cool. Joe, go, go give me your, uh, give me your uh, beach, beach uh, stuff system. Beach stuff system. So that's the key right there. The people are coming for the beach mm. and that is the main draw in this market. And so I'm the guy who I just, started and I'm only doing this in six of my units providing beach chairs. Mm-hmm. I've provided nothing um, this entire time. And it's because everyone's coming for the beach and most of my guests already have all their own beach gear. And so I looked at it and went, why would I provide it if you guys already have it and are bringing it? But um, yeah, that's my, that's my personal system. It's they're coming for the beach. And so we really market the fact that they're here for the beach. I'm going to throw mine out there real quick, even though you didn't ask me, I do supply stuff. For the past uh, three seasons, I feel that uh, I don't hear any more gratitude or happiness uh, than when I didn't supply these things. But again, I want to be the best that there is. So I do offer a cart. I have a cart 
and I have um, usually about six beach chairs, and then I'll have a few extra ones laying around for when one inevitably disappears or breaks. Um, and I do also uh, offer a cooler. Um, and in my bigger houses, I get a nice cooler. I get a, a one with like a I don't know what brand it is. Amazon again. It's not. It's definitely not a Yeti. Um, and uh, it has wheels, and it's big enough that they can cart it out there. Because let's face it, um, everybody's coming to to partake. You know. Um, oh, while I'm on the subject, I'm just going to go crazy on this one. I have a house on the beach that I the uh, we remodeled the uh, the entry, which was basically the underneath the pilings, but it was uh, it was enclosed already, and but it was just like a weird room where you put your water heater and and it was like a bunch of toys and it wasn't a rental, so it was like toys and stuff in there. Um, so we cleaned it out and I built the wall and I built the wall, sp- wall specifically for a new full size, beautiful fridge. So now I've got a beer fridge. You open the door to go in this house. The first thing you see is the beer fridge. And I'm telling you, I, I was like, this is the most genius thing anybody's ever done on a beach house. Nobody's ever mentioned it. <laughs> have a Bud Light sign flashing yeah, exactly. above it. Put your cold Glass doors. <laughs> and, the, and this house is on the wall. I mean, it's like. 50 feet from the freaking water. So it's like, dude, you don't even need a cooler. Just walk back to the house and get another six pack, you know, but nobody cared. Um, where do we take it from walk there? Walk in beer cage. Just yeah. Walks right I in. Beer cage. Yeah. Like at a gas beer station. Cave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be awesome. Meg, what do you have? I know you're, uh, you seem to be very detail oriented. You got any tips and tricks? Uh, just, I mean, I'm looking to open it up to the full gamut here. Anything cool that I, that I need to know about? Well, you know, we start talking a little bit about how the weather can't, we can't control the weather. Um, I think it's really great if you do have an extra space, you know, a lot of people here, um, where you have the, you know, the, the parking that's under the house, um, but no garage doors, people put bars, they set up bars, they'll put outdoor TVs out there, make another space. Um, to me, your yard, that is a whole nother living hangout space. If there is an opportunity to turn that into a cool hangout spot, get people out of the house or outside, um, you know, enjoying where they are, they can be noisy, have a good time. Um, I'm a big proponent for that. If you, don't have an opportunity to put your pool in yet or um, but if that space exists there, I, I really do love that. And, and um, you know, if you're not walkable to the beach and, and you know, you're you're kind of over, uh, you know, in an area where you'd have to drive um, and other people want to stay back, like make it a cool spot to hang out. That's not just bedrooms and, and a living room and a kitchen, you know, m- make it designate an area where people can do things if the weather is not great and they can't go to the beach. Love it. Has anyone in the room ever had a double booking? Like last week, it was terrible. All right, Joe. Uh, Joe, go, Joe, and then Calvin. Joe, what happened? It was sounds like it was a bad one. Yeah, it uh, it worked out okay. Um, ended up just calling the. Uh, I had a, a problem with my channel manager, and uh, it got a booking on Airbnb, and then immediately after that, I got a booking on VRBO, and it was within like thirty seconds of each other, so I didn't have time to update it. That's and, how it happened. Um, I uh, know it was ridiculous, but um, unfortunately, I normally target whichever platform has the easiest cancellation policy on me, and so um, I normally go after the VRBO one. Unfortunately, mm, yeah. um, because Airbnb will roast you alive, and so um, just called them up and chatted with them and asked him to cancel, which uh, he was not willing to do because it would show um, no cancellation for him um, without a full refund. And so I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I shot him a Venmo 
with the uh, full amount for his reservation. And then he canceled and then he then would be back. So I don't recommend that, but uh, I trusted him at the time. So that's not when the was, right way to do it. When was the booking? Uh, when, In other words, when was the, when did the booking take place versus when the actual reservation was to take place? Uh, about two weeks. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was well, decently been, close. I'll be honest. I was hoping for a little better story there, Joe, but it was not a I bad know. Uh, don't do the Venmo, but, uh, we handled like an absolute rock star. Did you get a bad review? Of course you can't get a bad review. Uh, did he, no. he ended up canceling? So there's no review. He uh, canceled it. No problem. Most of the time I don't do that. Most of the time I'll just reach out to him and they're like, Hey, yeah, no problem. They'll cancel. And then we'll issue the full refund from there. So you get way in the weeds uh, if they cancel and they still show up to the house. In other words, if they already are at the house and then cancel, they can leave a review. If they have not entered the home and they canceled then they cannot leave a review, just something to know. Calvin, you've had a double booking. Uh, tell me a story there. Yeah, I think you're looking for a story where two people show up to the house at the same time. Uh, well, that could, so. that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I don't have one of those. So I, okay. Mine's not exciting either. Uh, I just contacted the Verbo uh, Verbo guest, and you know he canceled and didn't even insist that uh, you know that I've been mowing outside of the platform. So okay. it, it was even less eventful than Joe's. How much time did you have between the booking and the actual reservation? It was a while, a couple of months, yeah. um, and you notice it pretty quickly. It comes right to your phone. So, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to spot before the actual booking comes up. Absolutely. And that is the key. If you got some space and like, like if they, if you just, if they just booked and you catch it, and then it's like two months from now when the actual reservation happens, most of the time they're not going to care. Joe's guy was a little mad because it was a fa fairly short period of time before he was a, a set to show up. And he was also sketched out that he was, you know, I don't know, he's getting ripped off or something. Who knows? But yeah, that was his big fear. He was like, oh, you're, you're trying to screw me out of money. I was like, no, I'm not, but we'll yeah. do this however you want. So check for check for double bookings uh, as often as possible. They are much, they're, they're less common than they used to be. Um, you know, it's actually fairly rare these days if you're paying attention. Um, uh, Meg, have you had a, ever had a double booking? I have never had a double booking. Look at you. She's perfect. She's perfect. <laughs> She's perfect. Um, awesome. I, I have, Perfect. I have had, uh, two guests. I've had a guest show up and open the door on another set of guests, uh, because they were booked at the same property, uh, at the same time. And the other guy showed up earlier than the other guy, um, due to, due to legal reasons. I'm not allowed to comment on that uh, subject. I'm just kidding. Um, it, it didn't go well, as you can imagine, it did not go well, but, uh, I did my best to make everybody happy and give full refunds. And of course, you know, I mean, what else can I do? It just slipped through the cracks and they are possible, but you got to do, uh, do whatever it takes. I've had, I've had several, uh, bad double bookings over the years. Only one where they walked in on the other family. That was bad. Um, but, uh, it is much more common. I, I, I'm knocking on wood. We put a system in place. We check for double bookings once a week. Sooner you can catch them. Um, the uh, the better off you're you're going to be now we're scaring all the noobs out there like oh my goodness what in the world we're we getting ourselves into uh what else uh anybody ever had a, a water heater leak um uh now we're getting into horror stories which is kind of fun um bathtub leaks uh what else um, i've had bed bugs oh look out oh right. no later. see you bye nice to tip your waitress uh yeah this guy's got stories uh calvin yeah. how long have you been doing this about two years. It was two my years? first guest ever. You're kidding me. Nope. Did we talk about it at the time? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, All right. Oh my goodness. Look at you. That is enough to get somebody right out of the business. All right. Tell the story. 
Yeah. So the, the, well, we noticed that it had some weird looking bugs when we were up there the first time. So, uh, you know, luckily we, we had booked a different place, uh, because we had more people with us than it's a small studio. Uh, so we weren't staying at the property. Um, but we noticed some small bugs and we got it heat treated, which is typically the the treatment to to kill dead bugs. Were you closed on the house already or not? We had closed on the house. Um, and then we noticed that it probably had them. We didn't have a, an expert come out, but this guy we needs thought an it award. Was. Calvin closed <laughs> on a house that had bed bugs and didn't know it. That is not common. And wow, uh, that sucks. I'm sorry that happened to you. Okay, so you went in and heat treated right out of the gate. Right out of the gate before the first guest even showed up. And then the first guest messaged me about, I don't know, three, four days after they left saying they had gone to the doctor and, oh, no. you know, yeah. And it, it was bad. Uh, so, you know, first thing I had guests lined up that were coming the next day. Um, and so I had to, uh, t- to cancel those guests. So, you know, first few reservations, you know, Airbnb is already, you know, yelling at me for canceling guests. Uh, and then I got it fumigated, took care of the problem. Um, and knock on wood been good since, uh, it's worth noting that this was, this was not in the Carolina beach market. So, uh, <laughs> Woo! Not on the beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bed bugs are horrible. Um, it's a, it's just, it's part of the business. It is, and it sucks. And it's, it's, uh, is, you know, I mean, we've done entire episodes on the subject. So, uh, but, uh, wow. Good war story there, man. Very first, uh, guest. <laughs> I will say, um, just in general, you know, to the newbies or, or anybody who's thinking about, you know, getting into it, uh, things, things come up and you address them and, and then, it ends up not being as bad as you you think it sounds like before you ever invest. So, um, you know, roll with the punches and, you know, it, there's more good than bad. He's a natural. He's a natural. All right. What am I missing, That's guys? That's more fun to talk about, though. Yeah. Uh, what am That's I missing? That's way more fun to talk about. Did we cover everything? Anybody have any final thoughts on uh, on what happens on a daily basis, dealing with guests, et cetera? Uh, I'll plug my podcast again. We talk about this subject all day, every day. It's short-term rental management. Um, if you'd like to listen to that, and if nobody has any uh, final thoughts, then I uh, will let you guys go. Uh, Joe, Meg, Calvin, you were wonderful, good looking, uh, uh, very, very well spoken young man. And uh, and uh, on behalf of the Short Term Show, uh, I'd like to say, don't overthink it. <laughs>